Welcome to the Team Trashcast, where we reflect on our 20s and childhood through the lens of topics every other week. And we try to figure out how to laugh about it and learn from it. I'm your host, Wasteland, a.k.a. TJ. I'm Dr. Compost, a.k.a. Aaron. And Logan Lenfield won't be joining us this week. He has to work, but he's with us in spirit. And today's topic is going to be all about romance. We would probably release this a little bit closer to Valentine's Day, but we're actually going to be doing a show that focuses more on the anniversary of our um, first show being released in the next episode. But uh, today we have two guests joining us. We have a return guest and we have a new guest. From the Set to Learn podcast, we have Derek and Tanya Mast. However, Derek was already blessed with a Team Trashcast nickname. He's Litterbug. But Tanya, Tanya, we have to uh, we we have to introduce you into our world. So, do you have an idea of what you would like your nickname to be? I have like zero ideas. Mm-hmm. Sorry to be so unhelpful. As a no, it's all good. It has to be trash related. That's that's mm-hmm. the only like caveat. Do you have any ideas? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I worked really hard on my own, and then uh, this afternoon I did, like, no prep work, so... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I could be compact her, because I'm compact and I'm a her. Now that's better. Well, here's here's the thing about that. There is a compactor already on the show. I would not mind being rubble, too, if you don't have a rubble. Could you be... Is it like Paw Patrol? Do you is like there rubble? A rubble in there? There's that's that's the yellow one. <laughs> He's like the rubble. Oh, no, rubble's good. Oh. Rub, rubble's rubble's good. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah, that's now good. you Wait, ruined it. <laughs> oh no! Wait, I didn't even felt do like that. that was like there was like yeah, angst no, and I, like I mean, depth to that name. We don't have but... to talk about Paw Patrol. There's a character on Paw Patrol called Rubble. He's it's an animated dog. Who cares? Like it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he makes a good point. That's um, I mean, wait, wait. What if it was? Can uh, you could you can shoot this down if you like? What about Madam Rubble or Mother Rubble? <laughs> Mother Rubble. <laughs> That's like Mother Hubble, right? I don't, oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, sp- I'm spinning it out. I'm spinning it out. I can do Mother Rubble. Mother Rubble. That's kind of that's kind of got a fun yeah. It's got a fun pun to it too. Like. But do you like it, Tanya? You have to you have to like your nickname because yeah. it's like us on the show. This is this is who you are. This is your title. This is it's. Mm-hmm. A, to, I don't know if I want mother in my title. Mm. Well, why not just why not just Rubble? Rubble is great. Rubble is great. Rubble is great. Rubble, wait, wait, all right, wait. Got it. Hang on, hang on. I got an idea. We just can got we, it. No, I know, but can <laughs> I take it a step further? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So this is really uh, similar to Drippins from last week. Okay. Yes. But you okay. got T at the beginning of your name. So we could call you mm-hmm. T Rubble. Ooh. And if you want it, it also works as Trouble. Ooh. Oh. God that's damn it, Aaron. You've done it again. <laughs> that's, that's great. Okay. Cool. Welcome to the show, T Rubble. That's kind of gangster. I like it. I'm feeling it. It's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm so impressed. I'm a little bit jealous, actually. Her name, yeah, T Rubble. So I call her Trouble. Um, Like, that's, that's, that's good. I like <laughs> that's it. Good. I, I'm, that's good. That's good. I'm feeling it. Yeah. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. All right. So we have T Rubble and Litterbug on the show. First question out of the gate romance, guys. We're going to be talking all about romance today. What does romance represent to you? I want you to go first. You're going to just steal my answer. Uh, maybe, but I want you to go first. I've been in enough group projects to know how this goes. You know what? That's what romance is. Romance and like love is like the group project of life. That's true. Well, all right. Well, I I can I can spitball something. uh, So romance to me, like when somebody says the word romance, like when thinks of like, you know, the the wine and the candlelight dinner and the I don't know, rose petals or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, That's not really what I find to be romantic. 
You mean I've been doing the rose petals for no one? I didn't want to tell you. I just, I, th- I wanted you to have your thing. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's it's doing the extra, the extra special things that, you know, will just make the other person swoon uh, in general, probably a, a definition. Well, romance to me feels like um, that, like, I'm not trying to think about love. I'm, I'm thinking about romance because I, I think of romance usually as more of like an action or kind of like a, um, an entity it's an activity like a, within within the realm of love i guess yeah yeah i, I think i think of it as sometimes as an intent i think of it as an action and like sometimes an intangible entity um like i think of romance as it, my best like representation of it is when you get a dumb smile on your face because someone that you like that you're like with did something like nice for you you know that's really like, nice yeah like that i think of it as like that moment is like that person's romancing you to kind of like appeal to like i, I also think of it as like seduction as well but it, it's, it's kind of those two things seduction as well as kind of like when you do something to care for someone with love in a romantic sense specifically Mm -hmm. for the purpose of like being in like some type of like relationship with that person. I think romance is learning a human and then through that pursuing them in a way that makes them feel loved and valued and seen Mm -hmm. as an individual. Mm -hmm. Because so it's different for every every person. But like when I thought about it, like loved, valued and seen were like the three things that kept coming up in my head. So romance looks very different for us these days in the middle of a pandemic versus like mm-hmm. newlyweds or like years ago. Sure. I mean, I think that romance probably looks different for every relationship in the middle of a pandemic because you're probably putting more emphasis on each other's mental health and things like that and looking out for a person in a different sort of way. I agree. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like that's definitely something that's true is that every relationship has its own type, its own form of romance, I guess. It's really interesting to think about romance being kind of like the physical representation of your love, in a sense, like how you show that love for somebody else. And like you said, learning a person, learning their love language and seeing what exactly it is that makes them feel valued and supported. I I like that idea a lot. And I also feel like because of that, every relationship has its own different kind of romance because it's different people. Yeah. So I was looking up a, a dictionary definition of romance and it just says a quality or feeling of mystery, excitement and remoteness from everyday life or a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. I think it's kind of intriguing that it, it mentions mystery with romance. I, I think it's that, that like learning bit, like learning the person and figuring out new things about them. Mm-hmm. And essentially because like you could have that mystery is like as you begin to like learn more about someone, it, it kind of like gives you those like maybe butterfly feelings. But there's something also to be said about romance from really having gotten to know a person and doing an action because you know like you're doing this like for them like there's something about doing an action for someone because you know that they like it like something small like your partner maybe has like dietary restrictions so when you cook food you're not just cooking for yourself maybe you try to intentionally find recipes that both of you can not only like eat but that you could both like enjoy and be like full on i don't know if that's a great example i haven't dated in a minute um i'm the single one on the show uh that is the role i will be taking um uh single and cynical holla at your boy no (laughs) (laughs) i don't know there's there's something also beautiful about romance actually you know what um before we get into a segment i had a couple more questions for you guys i'm really fascinated by the love languages for those who don't know what they are for our listeners the love languages are five 
an example of like five ways that people like to give and or receive love. There's words of affirmation, which means you like verbal encouragement. There's gifts. There's acts of service. Maybe your way of showing someone love is by doing the dishes for them. There is physical touch, which means like maybe you're a hugger. Like when you try to comfort someone, it, it feels good for you, someone to put their like hand on your arm or something. And there's quality time. So maybe you really just like being around a person and you don't need much, just enjoy their company. I'm really fascinated by love languages in terms of romantic attention and getting an understanding of like how people like being catered to or given certain types of romantic attention. So do you guys have any favorite ways that you like to receive romantic uh, attention? It doesn't have to just be within the realm of love languages. I always thought that uh, my love languages were quality time and physical touch. And then when I got married, we realized that <laughs> well that I was just horny for the person I was dating and <laughs> you know I mean of course that continued but I Derek, God, I kept, hope so. <laughs> Derek kept catching me like basically saying I don't know saying things to him like asking him questions about myself where I wasn't like baiting him for a compliment, but I needed reassurance. And that happened a lot. And he's like, I actually wonder if words of affirmation is one of your love languages. And it totally is. Mm -hmm. That was pretty crazy to figure out. I mean, I like all, I like receiving love in all the ways, but quality <laughs> time is especially important to me. Mm -hmm. And Derek is quality time and physical touch. He would like hug anyone on the street if he could. So like, that's how we know. That's Not at the pandemic, he won't. Um, yes. It's <laughs> been a real bummer. Um, yeah, uh, huggers have probably been the worst affected uh, by COVID-19. <laughs> Definitely the most marginalized demographic. Um, <laughs> I'm a really big fan of receiving compliments. Like I'm a huge words of affirmation person. It's terrible. I am a gosh darn teddy bear. Like, I feel like, I don't know if this is a guy thing, but like, I definitely remember like the majority of compliments I get. Like, I remember once I was at school two years ago and I was just walking somewhere and I had a nice outfit on and this black girl was like walking past. She's like, oh, you look good. I almost completely did like a double take. And it was like, I, I know I'm supposed to do something here, but I don't, I don't know what to do. And I just, I didn't like, I was just, I just said, thanks. And just kept walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just said, thanks. And just kept walking. And to this day, I wonder who that woman was like, just because I. The one I, I really... who got away. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. No, I just, um, I just, uh, I, I really am a big sucker for compliments. And I've noticed something for myself also that I really like is I have like a lot of, I feel like diverse interests or really specific little like things about me that I, I really enjoy. So whenever someone kind of like remembers one of my like nerdy interests and not like the big ones, like dancing, cooking or whatever, like that's easy stuff. Whenever someone kind of like references like a little something, even if I might've put it out on social media, I thought like, no one's remembering this. Like, who cares? Like I used to have a name for my car. So like if somebody remembered the name of the car or I um, did a video on my Instagram where I got like a, a big Pokemon plush and I named it and I was talking to someone and they referenced it, the thing by name. And I just, I don't know. I know that like I put it out there on the internet, but it just, it, I feel like I am not paid attention to that much because I talk so much. So when I realize someone actually is paying attention to me and that they not only are paying attention to the moment, but they remember things from the past. That to me is really like touching. Like it's, I'm in, <laughs> like it's just, I, it's, it's just, it feels really nice. Yeah. I, I really think I'm a, a words of affirmation kind of person too. And also in a sense, like kind of the same thing where if there's like, I, I really like that my girlfriend gets to know some of the nerdy stuff that I'm into 
and is like more accepting of it because it's never super fun when somebody just like writes that off or writes you off as weird for the things that you're into as opposed to you know learning who you are as a person but i think my other one is probably acts of service like it's, it's that is that is so you yeah and yeah, i never yeah, really yeah. thought about it until right now but it's really nice when i really like to feel kind of a little bit taken care of and Actually, I think my girlfriend's one of one of her big things is acts of service too. And it's frustrating because we always want the other one to do to do the thing. <laughs> and so we we sometimes maybe butt heads. And I I, I I you know, you're only hearing like my side of the story. So I'm not I'm not like I'm not talking bad on her at all. Please do not get me wrong. It's just like uh, it's funny because sometimes we'll butt heads because we both want the other person to to do the dishes or to get water for us or something like that. <laughs> and even if it's just something as simple as that, and it's like, well, I want, you know, like it's it's funny because that for both of us, that's a way that we feel valued. And like, wow, I'm just this is crazy. I'm actually just like having this realization right now, like live. <laughs> Haven't you been dating this woman for five years? <laughs> yeah, y- yes, yes, I have been. But I never really thought about it for myself or like as a love language. You know what I mean? Like I never thought about how I value that and why it bothers me when like that doesn't necessarily happen. Do you know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like I'm. Yeah, okay. yeah, totally. Okay, well, kind of switching gears and, you know, going on the other side of it. Uh, when it comes to romantic attention how do you guys like to give romantic attention because sometimes it's not always the same love language or the same action my instinct actually back on the how i like to receive love i think mine is actually physical touch and words of service or not words of words service of words, words of affirmation as well really like yeah. it sounds like you're preaching to people uh, uh <laughs> words of service <laughs> Um, how I like, how I generally like instinctually will try to give love is physical touch and acts of service. Um, the acts of service thing was something I picked up from my dad because that was, that was, that was how he did things. And that was more of an example. He's still 1000% that way. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Although I'll actually, I'll, I'll buy people things too. I like, I like buying people things. Are you, are you, are you a gifts person? I'm not a gifts person for myself, but mm-hmm. I like I like. Uh, I think things, that you use all of, of the different love languages. Like you don't stick to one or the other. I'm basically the perfect human being. That's so you're saying. So, <laughs> so. All right, now we're gonna fight. <laughs> all right, so so Aaron, 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 uh, feel free yeah. to add in a, a, a you know a, a guitar yell here. So what you're saying, Derek, is that you're love fluid. <laughs> just imagine like that that moment where the guy puts on sunglasses and all in order, and it's just mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's 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 the moment I want that. I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. I'm not. um okay uh oh for me like giving romantic attention is it's, it's the same thing with compliments like, i like to receive compliments i love giving compliments i love verbally encouraging people i'm a really big fan of kind of like digging deep into learning about someone and kind of like having like big ass compliment moments that usually makes people that aren't good at receiving compliments super uncomfortable and i'm okay yes. with it because i want it's it feels so nice when someone feels seen and i want people yes. to know that like i see them you know and so i do this to aaron often <laughs> <laughs> and um i like cooking for people that's not just romantic attention it's just the way i like giving attention to people in general i love to make food for people and uh to get, like any potential partner any date or something like one thing in the back of my head is always like i'd like to cook for this person at, at any time and that's definitely one thing i like to do what's cool about that is that like depending on how you do it it's actually it's a gift it's an act of service and it's quality time mm-hmm. so yeah. like kind of checks three boxes there 
I often feel like I'm not like very active. I know I'm not gifts, like hands down, I'm not like gifts at all. Uh, but I, I was often every now and then I feel like I'm a little acts of service. I think my acts of service is conditional. I'm very much acts of service for my friends, but not for people in general. I don't like to make a big deal out of like doing something for someone. Even if I'm like a little crabby, I'm still like happy to like help someone, even if I like may not like doing the thing. It's like, but just kind of doing it for the sake of it. But it's really conditional for me. I feel like you just said like everything that I would say for myself too. Like there's this French film called Amelie. I might be pronouncing it wrong. No, that's but right. every time that they introduce a new character, they like this, like the, the guy in the background, the narrator, the French narrator like says this whole so and so loves this and hates this and it's very whimsical like they give like a little a very short biography like he really likes to uh clean the chicken off of a carcass and then lick his fingers afterwards like weird things like that but I'm always like thinking about that when I'm talking to someone like not the movie but about like you think about French films she's just thinking in black and white (laughs) no Just building a biography in my head or like writing their story in my head and trying to keep track of all the chapters and like the things that are like whimsical and special about them because I just love that. Uh, And I love making food for people and taking care of people like that. So I did forget to add, I'm also a really big sucker of um because I'm not a very great gifts person. I really enjoy giving my time and trying to figure out like an activity to do. I'm not great at finding like a tangible like little gift or something, but I'm kind of like decent at making sure that like people People have like fun so romantic attention i would i would for valentine's day for christmas for someone's birthday if i'm dating them i would much rather and i will most likely do this i'll plan a date then rather than give a gift and maybe like we can take like a couple of photos or something so we have a nice memory but like give them a reason and i'll like i'll treat them like i'll spend the money for it or whatever but like if it's a gift of like a, an item or like it's something i just i can't do it like it's just it has to be spontaneous for me but like a date or something like giving up my time or trying to figure something out like that is one way i like to kind of give of myself like it's it's very much like when you are interested in someone you are more completely open to like work around your schedule and you know let someone in whereas if you're not failing somebody you you're like well i'm busy <laughs> like are you it's like i'm busy for you but i'm not busy for you um what if she he could and she would if she could exactly uh, not but i didn't mean to circumvent what you said um tanya i think it's very interesting because you have done those to me where you've kind of like grabbed like you've pointed out certain observations about me that i forget that you know <laughs> and it kind of just always catches me off guard when i'm talking to you and it's like oh yeah she knows things uh, it it always catches me very off guard well our babysitters tonight like i know their favorite food normally when they come over so i made like all of it night like fresh salsa and fresh guacamole and and grilled fajitas and i'm going to make cookies later oh oh so should have had you on a cooking episode too okay (laughs) (laughs) it's time for the dump which is where we give you the worst advice possible about any particular topic. And today, we want to make sure we give you the worst advice about seducing a partner. I feel like this goes without saying, we mean consensually, of course. But what is the worst way you could seduce someone? I will start. I think if you, like, if you're into pheromones, don't shower for like long periods of time. Make sure that your smell, like, I'm, I suggest that a minimum of must. Yes. You know, yeah. and that's, I'm saying, like, I'm really saying a minimum. Going on. 
a minimum of five days of not showering so that that person can get your smell because most likely they're going to like want your hoodie or whatever go ahead and put the wear that hoodie for that five days of not showering and give that to them so that they can really you know enjoy your scent and do this for people that like you're not even in a relationship but do it for someone you're kind of crushing on so that they kind of like you know can maybe get like a, a bit of a whiff forehand um and maybe like they'll be attracted to you that way right and if you're all about natural smells you can take that a step further too D- don't even worry about just not bathing like don't even brush your teeth just for just just just, just even if it's for four or five days just you know hygiene nobody cares nobody wants hygiene Growing up, I always heard the advice to, you know, speak with your, use your body language. And I think that that's really important uh, too. Uh, and how I've, I've used that is uh, I generally collect Derek's hair from around the house that he discards behind. And then I spell him out sexy mer- um, merge things on our bed uh, with the leftover <laughs> hair. And that's a real, a real winner in, in my book. It works wonders. I tell you what, that's a good one, ladies. So uh, T Rubble, is it, is it just, is it just hair or is it also like fingernail clippings too? You know, if, if the hair is a, is a difficult thing to gather up, toenail clippings is a great option, but I mean, most now I've had to go to toenail clippings recently because of a <laughs> pandemic and oh, Derek sure. doesn't have a beard, so it's harder, oh, you know, but. Yeah, and I mean the toenail clippings thing is is probably a little bit more challenging. Um, Love will you, find a way. If though. you don't live, with <laughs> <laughs> love, love, you guys. But if you if you don't love live with the person, if you don't live with the person, you need to you know get yourself familiarized with lock picking and go into their house at night and oh, like clip sure. off their toes, sure. their toenails when they're sleeping, and uh, little little message on the nightstand. Yeah, you know, you know, it's interesting. You guys are all mentioning, you know, uh, how to send messages. And and I think you're not focusing enough on um, you're not focusing enough on the actual the date. You know, it's all about romance. You know, look, when you're on a date with someone, make every moment a competition. Okay, (laughs) so when when the waiter has brought out the food. Tell your partner, I bet I can pour, I bet I can season my steak with salt and pepper better than you can. Okay. If, uh, if, if you guys are going on a beautiful moonlit walk, turn it into a race. Make every moment a competition because there's nothing that says love like I'm going to beat you at everything. I kind of actually want to circle back around to the like hair and toenail clippings thing because <laughs> when you said it, I had a like, I had an image just like pop up in my head. You know what's, yes. and you could just go the Helga Pataki route, you know, of like when you get all of these items from your significant other, you could you could build a shrine to them, and mm. with like with an effigy and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just and, all these tiny glass bottles with different body droppings. In yeah, them. and then like see if you can form like a recreation of that person, like an idol of them, you know, mm. um, and yeah. keep it. Do, do you mean like voodoo? Oh no 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 no! I mean voodoo. Right. See, because it's see, oh. because I was thinking, I was actually right. thinking you could take uh, once you get enough biological material. Why not create a shrine to that person? You have your hair clippings, you have your toenail clippings. Why not also take gum that they've chewed, pieces of food that they've been into, make a shrine to them, kind of like Helga used to in Hey Arnold uh, when she would make a shrine to that kid. By the way, just a quick pause in a bit. No one talks about how creepy it is for a little girl to uh, to do that. Uh, no, no one talks about that. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's true. Um, and uh, yeah, that's fine. You know, she was a creep. Um, anyways, she's out there representing for the female creeps out there. Anyway, let's get back to the segment. Uh, you can take a look at biological material and maybe kind of like weave it into like a little miniature version of the person. Now look, mm. we know that love is tough out there, okay? So what says love better than the control over someone via voodoo, okay? Take that little... 
Instead of inviting them on a date, yeah. you use the voodoo doll to help them walk to where the date is. And then right, you can, exactly. And then <laughs> they'll be so surprised. If the, voodoo so doll, if the voodoo doll doesn't work, though, I've found that when I personally experience attraction to a stranger, you know, before you, mm-hmm. but I found that you can really easily print one of those giant checks, mm-hmm. but print it like me just like me on oh, the and like then a... if you break into their house with a surprise party waiting for them when they come back to present the giant check that's like that right there is like a real win and for that surprise party you need to really bring all of your friends nobody that the person knows because then you are <laughs> friends for this person to meet which exactly. is it's just really yeah, nice. yeah, i love yeah. it that's, and that's all your friends to yeah, break this into is great their advice. house yeah. Yeah, I love that. I um, What's a, what says love like a misdemeanor? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> If you're not willing to break the law, you shouldn't be with them at all. You that's know, right. that's all that's all that's what I like to say. Right, right, exactly. If it rhymes, it's got to be true. At 110%. Yeah. I also okay, all right. I know I, I did this already, but I love the idea of turning a first date into a competition. But I just said that. Yeah, no, no. I that's what I said. I already I already did this. I want to circle back around to the thing that TJ said. Okay, so so it, it, you could even you could even do do this. Um, you could uh, have them meet you in a very crowded place once COVID is like you know figured out and everything. And you could have a little game of guess who. You could just give them like little small ideas about who you are, little little uh, physical descriptions, and then they have to guess which person um, they're out on their date with. This only works for blind dates, of course, but but you could you could turn it into a big old guess who game. Well, you know, speaking of blind dates, another way you could have a lot of fun with that is uh, to take them to a crowded place, you know, post-COVID and all, is basically take them to an incredibly crowded mall and make make the date like a little a little secret journey, okay? Don't just make the date that when you guys see each other, make sing each other the prize. Put some work into it. Put on a red and white striped sweater and a red and white striped hat and just go in the mall and make your date search for you. It's a Where's Waldo date. I can't think of a more romantic way oh to seduce someone than then making them spend two hours <laughs> searching, I don't know, like a mall of America sized mall or whatever. Because here's the thing, if that person is really interested, they're gonna do, they're gonna put in the work. And that we all understand that when it comes to things like Tinder matches, that is absolutely what should be the foundation of a relationship is just the match and the date. If they're really interested, you mm-hmm. don't need to wear red and white stripe though. Either. Yeah, that's true. Wow, that was some truly fantastically terrible advice. Um, I'm now worried for Derek that he's just going to be getting hair on his bed. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, and you know what? It's worth it. The relationship I'm in. Well, better you than me, blood. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show. Hi there, I'm Mr. Wasteland with Team Trash. The pandemic has been very hard on all of us, and we know it's been especially tough on couples. You're stuck inside with that person that you chose to love, but really we understand that it's part-time love. And now you have to be stuck with that person doing full-time love, and honestly, that's not for anybody. But we have something that might be perfect for you. Thanks for throwing out the chicken. I really need to get around to that. Oh, I didn't throw it out, I ate it. Derek, there was mold on it. I scraped the mold off. It's still good chicken. Derek, it was not good. It was spoiled. But it was fu- Hey, hey, foul. Derek, that was foul. <laughs> oh, it was fine chicken. 
That's going to be another one for talking back. What we have for you today is the relationship referee. The relationship referee comes built and masked up in order to solve all those pesky little problems that you might be dealing with while you're stuck at home with that loved one. And yes, you, we know what you're thinking. They do come with a striped shirt. Let's listen on how the relationship referee would handle another disagreement between this couple. Derek, that's disgusting. And I put my mouth on your mouth. But I, it, was, it was fine. You never liked me anyway, did you? All right, uh, this, this, I got a yellow card here. Tanya, I think we're conf- this is for conflation. He loves you. He just maybe did a really gross thing. Now, we've been really wanting a fair game here tonight, so we're going to resume play in just a second, but maybe let's try using our communication strategies that we've been building up and go. Tanya, I'm sorry I ate that chicken. I realize my standards are different than yours, but I need to be sensitive to, uh, to what society accepts as uh, normal. That's okay, honey. I realize it was a, an accident. If you could just go and brush your teeth three times, at least that would be great. I can go get some hydrogen peroxide too. Great. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. There's, there was nothing wrong with that. I, I just, it was beautiful. I'm, uh, I'm going to get tears on, on my striped shirt. We're still working out some of the uh, emotional kinks of our, um, of our relationship referee, but it will be available soon. Um, as you can clearly see, it is meant to solve all types of conflicts from things about moldy chicken to the fact that you may have never received love from your partner. Look, here at Team Trash, we're here to help. And we just want you to know that this product will be available nowhere. Go see your therapist. Thank you. I've been Mr. Wasteland with Team Trash. Welcome back to the show. It's time for our next segment, Trashy 20s, where we like to focus on little stories from our past. Talk about how rough or sometimes enlightening um, past events in our life can be. For this episode, we want to know, do you guys have any romantic memories in your past? Like uh, when you think back on it, it just kind of makes you smile a little bit. I have one. I'll start. Right about the time that Kelly and I started dating, she was uh, she she went abroad for a semester when we were in college, she was studying in Oxford. Um, and it was, it was a difficult time because we, we had just started dating and she was away for like, you know, that three or four months. And it was hard because we, we didn't really know how to operate in a relationship that long distance. And I can remember that like the night that she came back from Oxford or like, it wasn't exactly the night, but the first time I saw her after she came back from it, uh, was when there was a spring dance at, at our college um, that we went to together. It was really, really fun. And it was just like, it was a nice time to just kind of see each other again after being away from each other for so long. And uh, we're both kind of nerdy. She's way cooler than I am. This is a fact. <laughs> it's, this is true. It's true. Um, and I'm friends with you. Yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> Um, she's way cooler than I am, but we're also both kind of nerds in our own right. And one of the things that we actually initially first bonded over was our love of comic books. Um, she, she read the fable comics whenever she was like in high school and stuff. So we really enjoy going to see like Marvel movies and stuff together. So that's kind of been a a tradition of ours is when one of them come out, we'll typically go to see it together. And I remember that when she came back from Oxford was right about when Age of Ultron came out. And I remember like going to see that movie together with a group of friends and it was just so nice to be together again that like I just remember I was like giddy the entire night and it was just like we just kind of like we like look at each other throughout the movie and just kind of like smile because it was just 
just nice to be back together again, like in the same place. And it's crazy to think about because it was like that was like five, six years ago. And it was one of the earlier memories of us dating. And it's just it's nice. Like, you know, when you, you think about how much time has passed and something like that. And and just it was a really great time. It was it's I guess this isn't overly like flowery. It's but it's something that we were able to do together and something that we both really enjoyed doing together. So it was really nice to kind of have that homecoming in a sense and share something special to both of us. I love that. Uh, that's oh, it's you. cute. Your your emotion shows through in, in how much of like a, a nice moment that it was for you. I uh I have one, but I don't know if it counts as it wasn't something that someone did for me. It was something I did for someone. And it's I feel like it was one of the few times I like did a, a good thing, like as like a like a unilateral was like this was good. I did I did right. Like I it's like it's good, good guy, I like did a good, good thing. <laughs> yeah. I was um I was seeing I was seeing this girl a few years ago and I'll talk about the reason why I mentioned this address. But anyways, uh, this person and I, we were driving back on like a road trip or something. And she made an offhanded comment about wanting to go to Easton, PA, which isn't like anything like really special, or whatever. But she'd always, she's mentioned like always being curious about it. And during this time, it was still like enough early in our dating life. But I was like, I, I was trying to like remember things about it. So one thing I've learned recently that could be helpful for people with like memory issues is to like sometimes kind of like write stuff down a little bit about like when you learn like a little, little factoid about them like maybe like after your date you're kind of like oh so this person they like this and so like basically you can come back to it as like something that's like oh I do remember you know like what this person likes or whatever so I remember like hearing that offhand comment and I was like you know what like okay that'll be like a date to do in the future because sometimes I have trouble thinking of date ideas and so after like a couple of months or whatever I kind of told her like hey I, I'm going to like surprise you with something I mm-hmm. want you to leave work a little bit early and so what I had done is i put together a whole like not tour but like an unofficial tour of the town so i like looked up like some of their cool local stuff they had this like really cool record shop they had like these this crayola thing this really cute bridge like twice where it might be good for photos and a place for us to get a good bite to eat but i spent like a couple hours on a computer like just kind of researching the like a small enough like little area to see like and i also like try to match it up with um like an event that would be going on in the town at that time so that when we got there that there would be something in the town to kind of like do on top of like getting a chance to kind of walk around and check it out and i was like so I told her like, hey, I want you to get dressed up. Um, I'm going to pick you up at this time and I'm taking you somewhere, uh, but I'm not telling you where we're going. And so it's one of the few times I felt like I really kind of like, I did something based off like an offhanded comment that she had made. And I was like, oh, this is really romantic. Like this is, and that, I wasn't saying in the moment, I'm thinking about this now. Like that was a, a cool little thing I did because it showed that at the time I was paying attention to like even like the little things and I was trying to like find ways to like make like really nice memories and whatnot and it's probably like removing her completely from the equation it's one of my more proud moments like I've had in my own like romantic past of like I feel like that was like a day I definitely did something like really nice and it was really sweet and really good um it was hot I remember I was wearing a blazer that day because uh, I was trying to look cute it was the wrong thing to do it was wrong <laughs> thing to do. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was wearing like a, a v-neck and a blazer because I was trying to look cute and I did look cute but I it was it was the wrong move to do <laughs> and you know you and you know you did well when she posted about you on Instagram and it's a long no. post somebody has to hit the more button <laughs> no okay I get it no no it's, it, there's a difference it's, between like it's oh true. It's, there's a difference between posting someone and being like oh he's cute and a difference between she posts about you and you have to hit the more button to see all the stuff she was typing <laughs> like <laughs> but I, I just remember like uh I was really glad that like she really liked it and got a kick out of it and just felt like I don't know like I, I felt like it was a really fun memory I just posted something about Derek and it definitely needed the more button. <laughs> I had to go check it. Go into your Instagram right now. Um. 
It's really hard to choose one memory for me because I'm like a memory hoarder and I have to like constantly, like when Derek's trying to fall asleep, I'm like, tell me something you remember about when we were dating or like, when was the first time? I am so bad at that. (laughs) But normally then I talk about it and I have Mm -hmm. a great time. Or I figure, I figure out something eventually. It just takes, my memories normally bring back your memories Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. But uh, Aaron probably doesn't know, but we, Derek and I like basically met, dated for three months and got engaged and then got married five months later. So it was very like, it was very fast, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of really sweet moments that happened in that time. Yeah. Uh, and probably things that other people would think were weird just worked really well for us. But we started dating in October and for Christmas, he gave me a journal that he had bought that he had written in like every day or every few days, just about life. Of our and, dating relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he has ADHD. So the fact that he remembered so many times to write in it was like really special also. Uh, like, ADHD, that was crew, next ADHD crew represent. Yeah, yeah. But like after we got engaged, he like surprised me for my birthday with a piano in our house, which was super cool too, because he knew that was important to me. And then like little memories, like trying to squeeze into a hospital bed together after the babies were born, even though they're really tiny and uncomfortable. And the babies are the beds. <laughs> well, I've never slept on a baby and I probably wouldn't recommend it because they're very weak. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't turn out well. I, I imagine. Hospital oh, beds are the worst, though. When you're with someone you love, they're still pretty bad, but the, <laughs> the person you love is good. At least you're both uncomfortable together. That's right. It's a yeah. shared romantic experience. There you go. That's really cute. That's a really um, nice memory. It's a really nice gift, too. Like, it's... I don't mean to like say this again, but it checks a couple boxes, right? Because it's a lot of words of affirmation. It's it's a memory that you can always kind of go back and look through mm-hmm. and just kind of, yeah. Yeah, you can really go back nice. and enjoy the words of affirmation over and over and over if your words of affirmation junkie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right> there. <laughs> For me, like romantic moments that stick out to me are, are typically probably some of the more mundane ones. Um, Like, um, I mean, just going, we have a, there's a particular hotel in New Jersey that we will go to for anniversary trips. Which sounds so like you would going to New Jersey. It's got got a jacuzzi right by the bed and it's just kind of, it's a place to go. Whoa, 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 whoa. We go to a really cheap hotel and then we get the best room there Mm -hmm. so that it's really nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, like- That doesn't sound boring at all. That sounds cute. Yeah. It's a tradition. And then I was like, I'd never, I'd never like ordered room service before. So I was like, oh, we need to order room service. Mm-hmm. And then like one of our anniversary trips, I'm like, I want to eat Chinese food out of the boxes like savages like they do on TV. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, you guys don't, you guys don't always do that? I, I eat the lo mein right out the box. Well, yeah, it's not like right normal. Out. I thought that was, I thought that was, I thought that was. Normal. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I'll just. Are you I'll sharing with somebody else? I know I'm alone. We've made this very clear. (laughs) I have no one. (laughs) No, no, definitely. I'll eat it out of the thank you bag. I don't care, Tanya. Like (laughs) all I'm saying is if you eat it out of the box, then your bacteria gets in there, then you stick it in the fridge, and then you know. I mean, I guess we've had enough of each other's bacteria already, but it's it feels different with food. It feels mm-hmm. irresponsible, <laughs> but it's great too. Goodness gracious. Uh, well, you guys are so adorable that it makes me want to throw up. Um, that's not true at all. I that's think. what we were going for. <laughs> it actually it, it's for accomplished. That. I was raining it in. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, no, you, you guys aren't at all. I'm, I'm, I'm just being uh, 
silly but uh i'm gonna use that as a moment to transition us to our last segment of the episode it's time for our rotten wreck segment where each week the host gives the other hosts something that they well it's not really recommendations more of like you have to try it so we can talk about it in the next episode and under pain of death (laughs) um and so whenever we have wonderful guests on they give us recommendations as well and last week uh we got to have um uh oh what was uh chris's um trash name rippins drippins it was d rippins or drippins as i call him gave us the recommendation to try the netflix show korean pork belly rhapsody which aaron you and i both uh got a chance to take a look at this i'm just gonna say all right as somebody who's cooked with pork belly before i was right in the wheelhouse of someone to enjoy this (laughs) Uh, (laughs) made me um, really want to eat pork belly Actually, I got you. Like, I, I got you because I um I literally went out and bought two and a half pounds of pork belly after watching it. Ah, yes. Because <laughs> all it was was them showing a bunch of different methods on how to make pork belly. And yeah. I just was like, I need to buy some. And then I started trying a bunch of different marinades. So I got That's... you. If you do want some, I will hook you up. Um, okay. There's a pound and a half in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. I too was... would like to be hooked up with pork belly. It's it's it's, so, it's such a cheap meat and it can be used so many different ways. It's so wonderful. That's like awesome. I um, I read actually literally like I think uh the like after finishing it that day I went out to the store to buy a bunch of to the Asian market in Harrisburg and I like bought a bunch of like pork belly and I started making a bunch of different marinades and the one that turned out the best was uh just a simple one I got from a TikTok which is chili oil paprika salt and pepper okay um, and mm-hmm. I put that on top of a rice bowl that I added with some butter some salt and pepper on top of that it was delicious. It was wonderful uh, just seeing all the different types. It was great. Great show. Very um, educational. I, so last week also, um, I got a few wrecks. Um, <laughs> Logan recommended to me to try, um, there was a video called Gordon Ramsay Eats KFC, and there was a guy doing an impression of Gordon Ramsay. And the guy doing the impression just knocks it out of the park. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. He kept saying, he kept saying, oh, fuck me. Like he he kept like getting like Gordon like Ramsay's like like mannerisms just like, uh, right. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, and it was just Gordon Ramsay roasting KFC for four minutes. I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. And um, my last recommendation is I was told to watch the movie Chef uh, made by Jean Favreau. Let me make something very clear to you, Dr. Compost. uh, Wisp, uh, Dr. Compost. Um, (laughs) Let me make something very clear to you. The minute I finished watching that movie, I called you in an Mm -hmm. emotional state. (laughs) And I said, how dare you? It's a beautiful movie. Watch that movie. Aaron, I'm leading up to something. Okay. I right. said, how dare you have me watch that movie? And I almost cried it. It was such a beautiful, wonderful film. It was like you you were a hundred percent right. This is probably one of the best directs we've had in the show in terms of oh. like you know me so well to know that it was exactly the type of like movie I would really enjoy. Uh, Jean Favreau is a, a chef who gets into Twitter war that kind of blows up his career and then he starts going across the country with a food truck and he in the meantime he rebuilds a great relationship with his son it's so and his son uses social media to help the food truck blow up and it's just a feel-good story and it's just anytime there's like a good dad father and son moment in a movie i am i'm an emotional wreck like it was so sweet and so cute and i just i loved it like i really i i enjoyed it so much they made a, a Netflix spinoff yeah. documentary called The Chef's Show that I just started watching it where nice. John Favreau and the guy who consulted, the chef who consulted on the movie, Roy Choi, go around uh, talking to people about their favorite recipes and they did one with the Avengers. So mm. I enjoyed the hell. That was a great recommendation. It's a beautiful movie. If you haven't watched it yet, highly recommend Absolutely. All right. So Aaron, for 
you your yes. recommendation since this is the romance episode oh no okay but okay calm down <laughs> um although you, i don't know how comfortable you'll be with this but i, I do right. i thought it was very fascinating i'm gonna give you two recs one is easy the other one is maybe take a little bit of time there is this documentary called sex and love around the world with christine amman poor i just want you to watch one of the random six episodes and then to talk to me a little bit i thought it kind of perfectly ties in with the theme of romance for the show. Cool. And then I'm also going to have you, I'm going to recommend a song to you by St. Motel. Okay. They did a cover of the song, Something About Us. Um, so I just want you to listen to that song cool. in tandem with the uh, uh, the documentary. So I didn't, I did the KFC one as well. And I had similar feelings to that. It was, it was very funny. It was very good. Mm-hmm. It's a very solid four minute video. So my recommendation for you for next week, uh, Wasteland, mm-hmm. is I want you to check out uh, there's an episode on YouTube of the Chris Gethard show. Oh, I like Chris Gethard. He's funny. Yes. Okay. The Chris Gethard show episode. I think it's called One Man's Trash. Okay. Got it. Chris Gethard show. All right. Now we turn to our wonderful guests, Litterbug, T-Rubble. What do you guys have for us? What do you want to recommend to us? Well, I would like to recommend the game Spiritfarer to you guys to play at least a little bit or at least mm-hmm. watch the trailer because it has been very therapeutic for me during the pandemic. And I think everybody should try it. Yeah. I've, I've heard nothing about this game. I've never heard of it. I don't know. I, I'm picturing Ori in the Blind Forest, but I know I know next to nothing about what I'm going to be trying. So it'll be interesting because usually I always hear like the little something. So yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's better to go in kind of completely blind. Mm-hmm. But I like the game would make me think that it would be okay for kids, but the characters you run into will swear and stuff like that. So it's like mature, but also whimsical and dark and awesome and incredibly relaxing. And it's nice to play with somebody else too, because there is a large portion of the game that I I would jump in to helping Tanya play her game. Like it's the co-op mode is very, um, it's very well crafted uh, for those of you who wish to uh, play games with significant others. Or, you know, roommates, whatever. <laughs> that's cool, too. I've never played a game before. I don't think that's made me, like, sob cry. And it did that, so. Yeah. I've heard it's a beautiful. It made you cry, too. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah. Cuts to me playing the ending of Spider-Man PS4. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right? That, that was rough. That was, yeah. that was so rough. It's an emotional moment. Yes. Um, okay. All right. So we have a recommendations for the week. You said it was called Spirit Bearer. Mm-hmm. Now that we all have our recommendations, um, I just want to thank our wonderful guests, T-Rebel, Litterbug, Derek, and Tanya. Thank you very much for joining us. We're very glad to have you guys. You can check them out. They have a podcast of their own called the Set to Learn Podcast. It's wonderful. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what somebody could find on your show? So Set to Learn is about uh, life and learning and how, about our life and what we're learning. What was, What's the show that's currently posted? The one where you explore some period product stuff? and That was not the main part. That was not the main it. part. No, I, I, I just listened to it. I actually just listened to that episode that you guys did. It was also, a, mm-hmm. you guys were kind of talking about pre-election a little bit. And you also oh, yeah. you just finished purchasing a house. And so what I thought oh, was yeah. interesting yep. is it it felt like Honestly, the, you, the two of you were doing some sort of an audio diary together. It is a little like, bit like that. You know, and it was very interesting to hear that. We've also discussed historical things that have happened that we've learned about different times. Mm-hmm. And we talk about what we're learning specifically in parenting. But I know a lot of people listen to the show for um, when I talked about when I was in a cult. And uh, oh, yeah, a lot that's of right. our... <laughs> A lot of our gentle parenting stuff too. Yeah. Or you know when we discovered eight possums in our basement. Oh, yeah, that's so fun. those have been highlights. 
those Facebook photos. Um, just, uh, <laughs> can I go ahead and? They just kept coming. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, you, you don't you don't have to send us out your area. This is digital. Like it's it's fine. Um, oh no. Okay. And, and no, upcoming up, upcoming episode, we're going to talk uh, some about um, past relationships and uh, what we wish we might have done different in certain ways. And not throwing anyone under the oh, bus. Of course not. No, it's it's very extremely tasteful. Tasteful, tasteful. <laughs> well, again, we were incredibly glad to have you guys. You're very dear friends of mine, and I was just this is a really fun show to record. I'd also like to give thanks to Dr. Compost, you, Ron, for editing the show and providing music for it as well. You can find the song "Lessons," which is our intro and outro and break music, and their other music um, on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Uh, the song is called "Lessons," and it's by the band Space Between. Dr. Compost also streams on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Wisp. That is W-H-I-S-P-A-P-E-D-I-A. You can find us, Team Trashcast, the people that you're listening to, especially if you made it all the way to the end of the show. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok. You can shoot us an email at teamtrashcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy Landfill's wonderful voice, who unfortunately wasn't with us for this particular show, he has a website that you can visit, www.logangyangst.com. Yangst is spelled Y-E-I-N-G-S-T. And you can find me, one of your wonderful hosts, King Compliment, on Instagram and TikTok. I make sketches with some other friends. And sometimes I just post pictures of cooking. And also, we just want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out. We hope that you enjoyed the show and that you guys have a great day. Well, with that being said, smell, smell you later. later.